All right, and it's that time again, that time every Tuesday night where we uh, go over this this, uh, crazy concept idea that we have right now where we're trying to form the best albums of the decade with a little help from my friends. So uh, without further ado, I'd love to introduce you all tonight to uh, who will be on the Sounds Welcome podcast this evening. Uh, to start, I have uh, Koi Trin. Koi is from Ho Chi Minh, and uh, he is a master of uh, natural gas engineering and management, and uh, he does research with uh, economical utilization for a stranded offshore gas field. That sounds like so much, Koi, but also equally as bad as... Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> bad no, as... No, I'm kidding. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to censor myself on air. Bad, badass. <laughs> you know, if you if, if you say it. Bad butt. Bad butt. <laughs> and to the right of Koi, I have my great friend Thomas Beerly. It is Beerly, right? Byerly, but I appreciate the effort. Byerly, okay. I had a doctor named Beeler growing up. Don't worry, no one gets it right, it's good. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Tom manages and is a uh, part owner at Leaf and Bean Coffee in Oklahoma City. And uh, has been there for three years. Wow, that's crazy. The time does fly. Yeah, going from second wind to leaf and bean. It's wild. It's good to be here, though. I'm really excited about this. I'm so excited to have you on because uh, Tom has basically been my metal mentor uh, for the last three years or so. So <laughs> going to make me cry. Yeah, no, uh, no, no pressure or anything. And then finally, we have my good friend, Cody Felker. Cody. Uh, graduated. You graduated last year, right? Yeah, in May. In May. And what 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 was uh, your? It was it was in bachelor's in arts and film, right? Yeah, with, film with, and media studies. Film and media studies. Excellent, excellent. And Cody has seen well over a hundred different shows around the area, whether it's in Oklahoma or whether it's in Las Vegas or Texas or the rest yeah. of the forty-seven. Yeah, getting there. Getting there. Getting there. <laughs> so, uh, Cody. Uh, is also an excellent, um, an excellent source for a lot of metal. I know that mainly through your uh, connection with Jackson Fritz, which Jackson told me a little bit earlier today, actually, that he actually introduced you to sort of like the metal genre originally, but then like you just yeah. kind of like went off with it. Yeah, he introduced me to Slayer, and that's uh, that's where it all started from there. It was him showing me Slayer, and I was like, I don't know, man, this is too heavy for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, since then, I mean. So, yeah. uh, can I have a hot take? I effing hate Slayer. Like, no. Uh, Come on, no. bro. I'm, see, I'm seeing them in I two weeks. Them. I mean, what, that lead singer dude who's like, respect the president, like, okay, calm down there, <laughs> bud. But, like, that's thrash metal, you know? Wait, what did he say? Which, who is he referring to? I think it's the lead. It's one of yeah, the Tom lead Mariah. people. It's Tom. Yeah. They, they had a whole thing. Like, I think he posted on his Instagram or something, and people were going crazy about that. It's just um, wild that the band that put a pentagram in, like, their yeah. song literally named Raining Blood is, like, respect Donald Trump. It's like, I don't know. About that. I don't know. That, no, that's, I, I had no idea about that, but I mean, like, I mean, Look, I'm all I'm all for second chances, but that just kind of loses credibility, especially when you're a metal band. It's like that's kind of like that just kind of defeats your your own purpose. That's kind of the I mean, not the sell. I mean, selling out is the history of metal, but also, <laughs> I mean, a bunch of guys with bad takes. Like, we look at our best artists, metal. and yeah, a lot of them like, yeah. are canceled, if we will. A lot of them have done really bad stuff. 
Yeah. Let's not even talk about Burzum tonight. Can we just not talk about Burzum? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they've come up with anything in the last 10 years, have they? We don't need uh, to talk yeah, about no, it. Yeah, no, I mean, he had a yeah, he his weird YouTube channel thing. I think he got taken down. I don't know if he made yeah, another yeah. one or not, but oh, it's, yeah. it's weird. Um, you're not missing We anything. don't need to talk about it. We're, we're not going yeah, into that. Let's not talk about that. Let's, well, let's talk about what we are talking about. Uh, we're going to go through a little uh, series of events. When we come back in the air, we're going to talk about a brief recap of a movie that Cody and I saw this weekend, The Lighthouse. You should all see that. Uh, but we're not going to spend too much time on that because we're going to be talking about all of our... Uh, individual favorite metal albums from 2019 and then sort of towards the end we're going to kind of couple that into an idea of finding the best metal from the decade so if you are down we are going to drop a lot of a lot of great wrecks so uh, get that pen and paper ready because uh it's about it's about to be ham it's about to be fire take mm. notes Take notes. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to enter the school of <laughs> hard knocks and rocks. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to go to a break real quick. Up next, we have Foles Blue Blood. And uh, after that, we'll get this show started. So you're listening to Sounds Welcome here on Studio U. Stay tuned. Alrighty. And we are back here on Sounds Welcome. And we are talking about. A lot of stuff tonight. I'm so excited. We're about to get into our top metal of 2019, and then uh, we're going to spend a, a bulk of the night just talking about our hot takes about the top metal of the decade. Uh, once again, I am in the studio with Koi. Hello. Tom. What up? And Cody. How you doing? And are you all ready to begin this? Actually, wait. We we're going to talk about The Lighthouse just for like three, three, five minutes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Definitely see, see Lighthouse. Great film. Probably film of the year. We'll see how the Irishman turns out, but oh my gosh, I, w I was shocked. There were a couple of shots in that movie where I was just like mouth gaping open, like oh my god. Yeah, uh, it was. Worth seeing. It was definitely like I, w I went in ex expecting to be like scared more, but then as the movie continued uh, throughout, I realized that this is more meant to make me just like harken back on like old cinema. Mm -hmm. In general, because like the, the entire time I was just getting like feelings of, uh, oh, this is like gaslight over here or, you know, like uh, anything from like Willem Dafoe's, <coughs> Willem Dafoe's monologues that extended sometimes even like a minute and a half to two minutes on screen of like him yeah. just like talking about something, some sailor jargon. It felt like a 1930s film where they really just spend a lot more time on dialogue and really emphasizing, like, the actual words that are being said. Yeah, well, the first few minutes, I mean, like, first 15 minutes of the film, there's maybe, like, six lines of dialogue. It's real visual at first. But, yeah, I mean, Willem Dafoe, his his character was great, and he's given Joaquin Phoenix a run for his money for best actor, like, most definitely. And it's got a couple things going for it. You know, it's in black and white. It's got that squared aspect ratio. I think it's like... Pillar boxing. Yeah, it's yeah. like 1.19 to 1. So it, it looks like an old-time old movie. Uh, was that shot yeah. on like a 35 millimeter, Or was it a... Uh... It looks like it. I mean, it's really grainy. It could have been digital video <laughs> with mm. like an overlay or something. But yeah, it looks, it looks like film. Dope. Yeah. Well, if you haven't seen it, go out and see it. And that's all for that little blurb. Now, we're going to move into our top picks of 2019. So, I think this is going to eventually just kind of become into, like, an ongoing convo, but I kind of want to get, like, a grasp of each of your individual um, metal 
um, takes. So, Koi, if you want to give off maybe like just, I don't know, like three three of your most notable releases of the year, okay, then we'll go to Tom. Yeah. So, in no particular order, I have uh, Kill Switch Engage Atonement. I have uh, Insomnium, Heart Like a Grave, Heart Like a Grave, and I have Fifth Run Autopsy, the Seed of, the seed of Tragic Beats. Beasts. There we go. Um, Tragic Beats would also be a good name, that too. Would, yeah. <laughs> it's my new band name now. <laughs> and for you, Tom? Ooh, okay. So we'll, we'll go a little over the world here. We'll go uh, Venom Prison, released an album this year, Samsara, that I really enjoyed. Um, we'll go with uh, Lingua Ignota. Uh, she released a, an experimental album called Caligula. I'll argue is metal until I die. <laughs> and then my personal favorite black metal album of the year, that's always a big category for me, is a bull out of, or a band out of Colorado called Bull of Apis, Bull of Bronze. It's their self-titled. Okay. Very cool. So for me, uh, X Hoarder released their first album in like 27 years. I've heard about like that. Yeah. that old school groove metal thrash that for me was my favorite of the year uh baroness put out a new record that was pretty good yeah i like that one they're in the vein of like kind of stoner rock kind of like like mastodon chilled out a little bit uh it's hard to say that there's been a lot of like okay releases but not too many great ones this year for me i i like two molds new record though i mean Oh, and gate, yeah. gate Creeper's good, too, if you like that death metal stuff. It's, yeah. That's awesome. For me, <clears throat> it hasn't really, um, that's why I invited you guys onto this show, because it hasn't been, like, super um, uh, prolific for my findings, just because I usually have people show me metal rather than finding metal myself. But uh, my, my basic list is, like, I really like that new Alcest record mm -hmm. that came out. And uh, also... Um, that 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 king gizzard uh, infest the rat's nest like that one was pretty sick i gotta say i knew king gizzard was gonna make it on the show <laughs> yeah somehow. i know i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> it's basic it's so basic but you know i gotta i gotta no pop off you follow your dreams you know yeah you know. it's a shame-free household <laughs> yeah, I, I know i know i'm being shamed on the air right now though <laughs> i need uh, to listen to the new uh the new cult of luna i'm sure that's pretty good I just oh haven't, yeah you haven't do. listened to it yet yeah yeah that that slaps Ooh man no, a friend of mine actually told me to listen to Cult of Luna, and I got around to, I think, like, making through, like, half of it. Not out of lack of interest, but I'm going to go back to it for sure because it was, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like, what, what, how would you describe their sound? Like, it's kind of more... Like... Uh, wait, we're talking Cult oh, of Luna? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Cult of Luna is just, like, classic, really good post-metal. It is yeah. just very dramatic. It's set up super well. Like, all of the riffs you can tell they thought about for a long time before they wrote them, like, it doesn't get boring after a couple of listens, which is unfortunately the case with a lot of post-metal. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd really recommend, especially if you're getting used to the genre, too, this is one of their least challenging records. Okay. Excellent. Well, today I've uh, brought a little list for you all um, that you may be inclined to disagree agree with, or agree with, uh, mm -hmm. but mostly disagree with, because that's what's fun, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, yeah, but uh, so first first of all, we were kind of talking about this a little bit in the studio before, and I think it'd be kind of cool if we like engage the audience with this story about uh, Batushka, because I just think it's it's pretty it's yeah. pretty interesting my, myself. So we're looking at this list right now, and number 16 on it uh, is Batushka and a Panahita? Is that the name of the album? Yeah, it's the real Batushka album. It's not Hopsadi, the uh, 
the fake Batushka album. Yeah, because yeah. regular music audience is at least with the real artist, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a weird controversy. So not only did Batushka kind of like split off and one guy made it a record under the name Batushka and kind of stole some music from from Kristoff, the guitarist, but Metal Blade Records is actually still distributing and supporting like the uh, the so-called fake Batushka album, the one that was stolen. So a lot of people unhappy with Metal Blade Records right now. Metal Blade scum, more like it. That's just weird. Like, isn't shouldn't you be making music? I don't know. It just it feels like a sign of the times where somebody like steals someone's like riffs and like hard earned like branding as a band to then just run away with it. I don't know. It makes me sad. I just think like copying each other is is like such a big thing in metal. Like like a lot of people just kind of like. It gets talked about a lot. Like, yeah, you know, it's kind of um, hard to rewrite the same Sabbath riff a million times yeah. over, but I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Um. yeah. And the same thing is happening to uh, another, like, up-and-coming stoner band, <laughs> Telekinetic Yeti. Like, same exact thing. They they wrote some music together, and then the drummer basically, like, cheated on the guitarist and went and got a different guitarist to record music with and is trying to release it as Telekinetic Yeti. Whereas the guitarist is like, no, that's my music. I'm the real telekinetic Yeti, and it's uh, just a mess. But those are good dudes, or at least the guitarist is a good dude. You know, I mean, <clears throat> it's obviously very much like just these internal conflicts between these bands that are arising in us <clears throat> being the spectators, but imagine uh, a band going out and doing this actually for the, for the sheer purpose of generating that controversy to work in their betterment that would be kind of like a that, that would actually be kind of a cool a cool thing you know wait say, say one <clears throat> so like basically it's like oh like i'm gonna go off and form my own band and record the same music as a different um a different artist or a different project as a sense of like generating like hype around the album you know what i mean mm. yeah i mean that's a it's a in-depth scheme there to it's get your album sales up. It's a scheme for sure, but, you know. <laughs> Pop off. Like. If, this, if this keeps happening, then, like, somebody's going to go and do it. <laughs> and it's going to be some kind of commentary about it, you know. Lord knows a million people have done that with Black Sabbath already. So. <laughs> it's just going to keep coming. Well, uh, going, I guess, down from number 16 with uh, Batushka, uh, we have uh, Mortiferum, the Scourge from Psychotic Depths. I know that... Is it Tom or Coy that you I, I've heard the band before, and I think I played this record once, and, you know, shout out to the band. They got some riffs, but I'm, I'm not sure about number 15 on this list here. I mean, follow your dreams, but... How many, how many lists? Or how many records are on this list? Oh, how many records in total? Yeah. Oh, it looks like we got a caller. Well, well, we'll answer that question in a minute, because we're going to answer this person first. Uh, hello, uh, just give me one second, uh, we'll get you on the air, um, here we go. Is this Jackson? Uh, could you, could you introduce yourselves for, the, uh, the people in the studio? I am Jackson, I'm good, good buddy of Cody's, we've been going out of, oh jeez, and, uh, I, um, I've tuned into different shows on the OU, OU radio thing before. Well, welcome on to the show. 
Caller, Caller Jackson. What, what, what would you like to offer in this discussion that we, we bring to you today about the metal genre? Well, y'all were talking about metal albums of the decade, correct? Yeah. Well, just a year so far. We yeah, haven't just gotten right to that part now. yet. Well, we're, 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 we're getting to it, <laughs> but... Yeah, we can, we can, we can kind of generate some hype about that. Okay. Would it, would it be out of bounds for me to talk about some of my choices of... Actually, no, no, yeah, the decade. Go for it, go for it. Pop off, let's hear it. Okay. So, I, I had to think about it because I have listened to a lot of metal, but I don't know if I would call myself a metal head, so I had to think real hard about this one. I'd say the past couple of years, something that really blew me away is God Flesh's last album, Post Cell. That was really cool. It's a good record. Uh, Cody showed me a band called Portal, and oh. their album, Ion, that's how you say it. That was really cool. Uh, black Metal, there was some good stuff from Stryborg, or Streetborg, however you say, say that project. Stryborg, yeah. These are, but the thing is, I can never know which album. Is he's released so many, <laughs> so many albums and multiple ones in one year that it's a hard time choosing. But I always have a good time when I listen to his records, and I know there's at least four or five of these released in the in the decade. You signed up for this when you started listening to solo project black metal stuff. Okay, that's up to you. Uh, no, I mean that's very true. I mean, like there's, you, you know, you got your your first second-wave black metal, and you've got, like, now where you can go on Bandcamp and find 50 subgenres of black metal to begin with. And that's insane. That's hard to keep up with. Brings tears to my eyes. Up for but, uh, yeah, those were some of my choices for the decade. Jackson, I love your inclusion of Portal. I uh, just got to yes. give a shout-out uh, because Jackson recently got me into Portal, like, in the last, like, two months or so. Uh... I gotta say, it's really it for me. It was like something that was like just like more like a calming uh, sort of like 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 study music that sort of diverged into an actual like huge love of the group, and uh, yeah, just upon like pre uh, repeated listens, and so that was that was really cool for me. Um, so thank thank you for showing me them. Oh no problem, and then I gotta thank my thank Cody for showing me Portal. Is that I, I could be wrong? You're from Australia. Correct. Yeah, yeah, it's Australia. Very cool. Yeah, they, uh, and Cody, if you want to chime this in, I think it's a pretty interesting detail, is the, the conspiracy about Phil Anselmo being the portal guy, the big guy with the big mask. Yeah, it's definitely not true. That's, that's, <laughs> it's definitely not true that Phil Anselmo's in Portal, but yeah, there are, there are some loonies in the YouTube comments that think that. <laughs> Why do they think that, though? <laughs> I, I don't know, because they want him to be in every band, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Portal's great, and he, he does endorse Portal heavily, so maybe they think that if he was in that band, there'd be self-interest involved, but Portal's great. Uh, well, you know, P Pitchfork uh, made uh, Vexavoid. Uh, I think, it's, I, I think it, it's exactly at number 200, or maybe it's 199. It's, it's, it's either that or Lil Peep. <laughs> but uh, for, the, for the for the best what what are the best two hundred albums of the decade? That that that's where they put Vexavoid, which I thought was pretty cool if you think about it, you know. For, yeah. For I mean, for a publication such as you know. Yeah. 
Tom gives me the smile of disagreement, and I love it. <laughs> hey, we all got opinions. All right. Well, hey, Jackson, thank you so much for calling in. Um, if you want to come call back sometime, you know the number, so uh, give us a ring, and we're going to keep going on this 2019 list before we delve into the uh, rest of our list of the decade. So, all uh, right. Thank you guys so much. You have, you have a good one. You too. You too. Thanks, Jackson. That guy makes a mean cup of coffee. I'll tell you what. Yeah, he does. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, I love I love our colors right now. Actually, if we if we got some more, more yeah. the more the merrier. Bring them on. I want to uh, talk about Def Evan. Yes. You want to <laughs> talk about Def Evan? I'm surprised Jackson didn't bring him up. I, I used to always bug him to to check him out. It took him like fucking oh, it took him like six months to. We'll check, check out, out Def Evan. Yeah, I mean, someday there's coming up tonight, right? Where it's it's, it's gonna happen. it's coming up. It's yeah. gonna happen. <laughs> I still cry every time that moment and like the actual Sunbather track like comes up and it's like, what is it? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, is it is that from the title track Sunbather? Yeah, it's from the title yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I still I still get chills. I mean. If you don't get chills from that album, you're probably not a white man who went through college back in 2012. So you know what? Like, what? I get it, but... Oh. <laughs> okay, wait. I wanted to ask you before uh, Jackson called. So I, I don't want to put you on the spot like this, but I didn't think of, of a better question. But what would you put in this in this 15 spot if you didn't have to choose, like, more to Farron? Oh, if I... Oh, gosh. There, what, I mean, what, what would each of you put? Let's make it all. Let's let's make it spicy. Have I even listened to the fifteen album this year? I don't even know. Ooh. Okay. Um, what about what about any of these thirteen or fourteen? Because like I know that we could obviously just kind of skip. Can we talk about twelve? Yeah, let's talk about twelve. Yeah. Okay. Shout out Cloud Rat. I, I saw them at uh, two thousand eighteen uh, Migration Festival up in Pittsburgh. One of the just such a great band. It's so weird to see it on this list though, as far as metal, because. I mean, they are a metalheads band. They have punk and grindcore drumming. They have black metal riffs. They have some death metal chuggy wuggies in there. And the vocalist, <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, the vocalist. Like, shout out Cloud Rat. They came out with their most recent 2019 album and a second album that's like their B-sides or something. Both of them slap. Please get on that. 12 is actually probably pretty good for that album. I'm not going to lie. I'll have to check them out. Honestly, I'm I'm gonna check it out tonight because I I it's one of those things we talked about even last time like th- this album cover like has a curb appeal that will like draw me in like yeah well and and this this will be a good conversation too at least for some bits we don't have to get into this because we only got two hours but um, talking about what counts as metal this Cloud Rat album really right. treads the line it is like if somebody was willing to die on this hill I would probably agree with them that this is more of a grindcore or a punk album than it actually is a metal album. Mm. Um, so it wears its influences on its sleeve for sure as far as the tone and stuff from guitar goes, but it's, a, it's more than that. There's a lot of great artists that are kind of hard to define and pigeonhole as metal or, or not metal like Death Heaven. I mean, people argue till they're oh. blue in the face over if it's black metal or if it's not black metal. I mean, those are also Burzum fans, so whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think it, it even really matters too much. It's just good music. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, you know, we yeah we we don't have to get into that. We're gonna we're gonna jump back up to back up to thirteen, right above 
uh, or I guess right below, uh, Cloud Rat. That is Insomnium, Heart Like a Grave. Yeah, so like this is their new album this year, and I didn't really like their last one, uh, Winter's Gate, which is, if you guys aren't familiar, it's just one single 40-minute track. <laughs> like, this, but, I mean, for like streaming services, they're split up to, like I think, six or seven tracks, but like it's just a single 40-minute track, and like, I mean... Respect. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I dig concept albums. I mean, I'm a huge, like, Opeth fan. Nothing but respect. Yeah, um, but, like, with the next al- this new album, like, they're back to, like, they're more, like, doom metal, melodic death metal. Um, and they got, um, I think, Yanni, Johnny from, uh, he used to be in Zodan Antarctica. Um, okay. And, you know, like, Silence from, from them is, like, one of my favorite albums of all time. So I, I was really stoked to check out his album. And, I mean, I think it's a, it's a good, um, like, return to form for them. So what did you think of the new Opeth album? I actually haven't listened to it. Oh. Um, I, I check out the the single, the one that's in like Swedish. I know they had like yeah. two versions, one in Swedish, one in English. But uh, I yeah. listen to the Swedish one, and I mean, it's what they've been doing, I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, that's. They're they're one of the cases of a band starting out really heavy. And yeah, as, yeah, as yeah. As it goes yeah. on, they uh-huh. get more and more into just like progressive rock territory, yeah. like Mastodon. Yeah, shout out Boat Rock. Shout out Boat Rock. <laughs> 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 Freaking did it. Hey, we, him. we love Creed <laughs> in this household, okay? We love them all, okay? Um, I see. I just, I, I just, uh, I'm trying to think of a metal band that has had the inverse. The inverse, where it's like they actually start off more, you know. <laughs> Can we talk about Poppy here. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're gonna bring it <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, well, we can talk about Poppy for a second. Well, <laughs> just a second. I mean, another band that does this that we're gonna talk about more is Full Hell. Mm-hmm. Um, that band for sure goes from a straight up like metalcore band or hardcore band into. I mean, Weeping Quiet. We're going to talk about that album later, but that is a that's a huge, great example for that. Exciting! I had an opportunity to see Full of Hell in Las Vegas, and I I did not, and I I regret it. I'm so sorry. So, someone else was playing at the same time. I don't I don't Who? even remember. There I don't know. There were a lot of conflicts. Like I I had to choose Opeth over Power Trip. I had to. There were a lot of tough right, calls. Over to two. Make. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. And I picked uh, Fu Manchu over Goat Horror, which I shouldn't have done. There were a lot of mistakes made that weekend. But was this the same weekend that you saw? Um, uh, was it that Original Misfits? <laughs> Original Misfits. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mork. That's a good black metal band. Mork. Uh, I mean, Candy. Speaking of Goat Horror, um, they were in OKC. I think like last November. Um, they were in the, the Diamond Ballroom, but like, maybe like forty people was there. Yeah, was, I found out that night that Emma Rosa was playing the same time. Who? Emma Rosa. They're like a. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> Emma used, Rosa. Yeah, yeah. Used, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. I love Emma Rosa. <laughs> they were in uh, 89th Street. Up here, I guess people went to Emma Rosa instead of going to see Gold Horse. So. Well, I was gonna ask. I was like, Diamond Ballroom seems like kind of a big venue. So that Gold tour, Horse, um, yeah. that show was originally supposed to be in 89th Street, and they oh. moved at the Diamond Ballroom for some reason, and like maybe like 40 people showed up. Yeah. Um, but the bill was pretty cool. Um, they got Great Maker and Ghost on there. That's why I was there for. I mean, I okay. was right after them, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, they got the casuals. It was kind of weird because, like, they're, like, punk mm-hmm. rock. And then you got Great Maker and Ghost, like, a, a hardcore from Boston. That's actually really cool. Um, and then Goat Horror is, like, what, thrash metal. 
uh, uh, black, black, black metal, metal yeah. sort of thing. But it's weird. I've it's actually like never listened to Goat Black Metal. Mm. Huh? I've actually never listened to Goat Horror. Like, what's a what's a good introductory? Uh, they had a, an album called I think it's called like a Haunted Curse. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, that's their 2006 one. I'd, I'd recommend that yeah. one if you're gonna start anywhere with them. Haunted Curse. But anyway, going back, going back to that show. Funny story. Um, when I was there, uh, I was trying to take a picture with Ethan from Grey Megan Ghost, mm-hmm. and I was like. We don't have a tripod for this picture, so we got Ben from Goat Horror because he's like this giant dude. Yeah. We got him just like taking over the, you know, he's a human tripod. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Ben's great. He's yeah. Also he's... in uh, Soylent Green. Which yeah. I like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like them a little bit more than Goat Horror. Yeah, word word on that one. Yeah. Yeah, they should get a uh, Soylent on their writer. They should just like <laughs> they should request like intense amounts of Soylent like by the truckload for their writer. I mean, why not? You know? Why not? They could they could get a sponsorship. I mean, we're all going corporate, right? We're stealing albums from each other now. <laughs> now we're just getting soil and sponsorships. <laughs> I, love, I love how going corporate is synonymous with stealing albums now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. I it mean, is. <laughs> look at Rihanna. Come on. Like, <laughs> we're going to no, talk about at, people stealing albums. This is classic. Look at okay? Anti. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out Taylor Swift. Getting your master's back. Ooh. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're we're going down from where we were at with Cloud Rat. Uh, we're not gonna talk about number nine because no. no, we're not gonna talk about number nine deaths. Yeah, we're not gonna give any uh, racists or bigots uh, time on the air tonight anymore. Okay, we could we could go with Alcest. We could start with Alcest again. Maybe. Do you guys like? Do you guys listen to them? Yeah, I so Alcest is one of my favorite bands of all time. I definitely am way bigger on their older albums. Um, What's that gonna, one with the French sounding name? Oh, they, they're all French sounding names. I'm gonna <laughs> butcher them all. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, that 2010 album that they dropped, it's like a blue album cover. Yeah, that one. Um, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, by far one of my favorite albums of what the decade. We're gonna talk about them. This album for me just felt a little softer, felt a little rockier, felt closer to uh, their Shelter album that they did. I just wasn't. It didn't. It didn't hit me. Like the riffs weren't there. Um, it was, it was good. I'm, I'm not, definitely not trying to talk smack on that band. Like, shout out Alcest. Amazing live performance. Go give them your money if you can. Um, but they are from France, unfortunately. So, uh, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, what's, what's number one on this list? I kind of want to know. I've never heard of them. Yeah. It's, it's Wild Run. I, I haven't heard of them either, actually. It makes me intrigued to, Progressive like... Progressive metal, symbolic metal? Okay. I will say, like, I mean... It it, it 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 does interesting uh, interesting enough I can't even talk right now God it does uh, have a a rating of four point eleven which for most just like for most like RYM like uh, charts this rating doesn't really ever like really exceed like four so it out does, of five yeah no even 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 five no it it, mm. it, it, it never gets to five. Um, so basically, what I'm seeing is like a heavy bias that like leans more towards this, and I don't know if it has anything to do with like its like streams, mm-hmm. because it has like uh, Bandcamp and Spotify and Apple Music listed on here. But um, I, you know, I think so because number two, that Blood Incantation album is not even out yet. <laughs> 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 like that hit single slaps. Don't get me wrong, but like, are I mean, people really expecting a lot from this? Yeah, no, Starspawn, their 2016 album, is one I would recommend for one of their best, one of the best metal albums of the decade. 
just such good death black metal. Just so good. Everything about it is haunting, cavernous, encapsulating. Check out Blood Incantation. I heard Miglo's pretty, or like, this one worth. Yeah, Mig- I'm, a, I'm a fan of Screams. I mean, here we are, we're talking about metal, right? I love yeah. Screams. That band's vocals, oh, they do something to me. It ooh, boils my blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Age of Excuse, go get that one. And I think, uh, keep it in my glasses. I think we should, um, if you guys want to talk about any other 2019 uh, metal albums. Uh, can we talk about the new Fit for an Autopsy? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, are you guys familiar with that? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so I haven't listened to it. You haven't? Um, yeah. It's just riffs on riffs on riffs on riffs. Like, I'm a guitar player, so like, I can appreciate like a good riffs. Oh, okay. And yeah. they have good riffs. Like, um, Yeah, it's catchy. It's groovy. I, it I, is, I, um, I get down to it. I'm their title track, like, the intro riff is straight up like a Gojira worship group. <laughs> you, can, you can hear a lot of Gojira influence in their, their riff. Like the little like pick scrape. Like, I mean, I can't do it. And it's a lot more, at least I think it's a lot more melodic than their previous work. I mean, um, Joe, the singer, like he do, he's doing a lot more singing on his album. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's not like the clean singing, sort, sort of more like the sort of like death chords scream sing type thing you know it's not like just like you know you're clean singing but it's actually really uh, it's really cool go go check it out i know i know it was uh breaking my own rules it was 2018 but that my windrunner album that you oh, windrunner, yeah working. dude i can't i can't get enough of that right now yeah. it's it's really so like, um it's if you really guys don't know windrunner is a metal band from vietnam um that's where mm-hmm. i'm from and like the thing about them is that so okay the thing about Vietnamese metal is that the scene is very, very underground. But like they're, they're so Winner is a, a bit more popular because you know their production is a lot better than some of the, the bands I'm familiar with. That's like usually my main complaint with Vietnamese metal is that like usually their production and mix art aren't that great because you know they don't have the, the equipment or like the money to actually go to like a good studio and get someone to produce it. So, but uh, so like if you're if you're into like progressive metal, the metalcore, um, their lead singer. They have a few like lead singer. That doesn't really matter, but um, it's a it's a really cool cool album. Shout out to Windrunner. Yeah, and also like each of their the title for that song is based on a flower, and I think my is Vietnamese for some flower. That I can't I don't remember off the top of my head, but um, yeah. Do you guys want to start diverging into our decade category now? Let's do it. Let's yes. do it, but not before. We go to a quick break. We're going to go to a quick break, all right? Quick break. Quick break. Quick break. You're listening to uh, Sounds Welcome here on uh, Studio U. We're talking about metal. Uh, so uh, I'm going to ditch this accent for uh, when we come back in, but we're, <laughs> we're talking about some good some good tracks out there, so stay tuned. Uh, you're listening again. Say it. Someone say it. Sounds Welcome. Sounds, Sounds Welcome. Sounds Welcome. And we're back after that short arch enemy break we were listening to the world is yours and uh yeah we're back here once again back here uh on sounds welcome we got koi still in the studio hey yo we got tom still in the studio oh, wow. <laughs> oh, we, oh we got cody still doing? in the studio oh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> and we're uh you know we're talking about now aura we're talking about the best metal of the decade. 
We're done with that 2019 bull shoes. We're done. We're done with that. We're talking about the last 10 years of our lives. Okay. Yes. Oh goodness, I don't want to think about that much time. Oh goodness. If you're out there listening to this and you you're you you're 12 or 15, like you were you you were two. You were you were five or something like ten years ago, all right. <laughs> so if you were a baby listening to this, like you don't you don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> I still love you though. Like keep keep living, even though if you're twelve. Yeah, no, seriously, you're actually better than us. Yeah, it gets um, better. Yeah, it does get better. And then it gets worse. That's a metal take. <laughs> okay, well, um, we're gonna. All right, you, you guys don't have to pay attention to what I'm doing, but. Mm. I guess we could do something in like a similar format to what we did for the um, 2019 albums is maybe go down the line of your all's favorite, three favorite metal albums throughout the decade that you just, that just come to mind. Just, just three, all right. Just three. Okay, you know what, let's, let's, let's give you, let's give you all bonus of five this time. Five, okay. Yeah. Okay, and should we say the genre and stuff too to make sure fans know yes. Yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, me. I... Yeah, if uh, it doesn't have to be in the same order. If you guys, if somebody has their list ready. I have a list. Oh yeah, Koi, go for it. Uh, so top five, jeez. Um, I have Gojira Magma 2016. Yeah. Uh, they're like groove metal, but like this album is more. I think this is like their most accessible album for for at least like if you want to get into Gojira. I think this would be a good start. Um, I saw them in 2017, mm-hmm. actually on the day of OU Texas. It's actually kind of. Was that that Primus show? No, uh, they oh. were with uh, Great American Ghost mm-hmm. in the Criterion up in the city. Um, then I have um, this is a, a more niche one, uh, Native Construct, Quiet World, Quiet World. Um, they're like prog metal mixed with a little jazz because like they're like four okay. Berkeley graduates. So like, you got four music nerds making a metal band. Mm. You, know, you know what you got. Unfortunately, um, they broke up. Aww. This is their first and only album. Um, but their guitarist Key Polhawk, um, he has his own. Solo project called Pohawk. Um, so like, if you're into like instrumental, like shreddy guitar, like he's a pretty, pretty, pretty cool guy. Um, I have Architects. Holy hell, their last album, the latest album, um, right after their founding member Tom unfortunately passed away mm. from cancer in 2015. So this is like their sort of like tribute to Tom in a way. Okay. And uh, they got actually get they got Josh Middleton from Silosis, another like. Like uh, I think Brit British, uh, British like metal band to, you know, come play for them. Um, and you can, you can hear, um, you can definitely hear like which part Josh you know, brought into um, this album. Like he's like so. Silos is kind of like Metallica but better. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> um, they wrote the Meta- they wrote the Metallica album that Metallica wish they wrote. So. That's my that's my hot that, take for uh, that is the hottest take of this show so far. <laughs> Damn, that's how I feel about Power Trip, but like, like, pop off. Let's keep going. <laughs> but um, and then I have okay. I don't know if you can consider this metal, but Bring Me to Horizon, Death of Spirit, their last one in twenty fifteen. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. And then that's what that's what four. Uh, I really appreciate. Bringing the horizon That's, together. Yeah, and then yeah. the last one, I guess, is Parkway Drive Atlas Metalcore, um, twenty twelve. Right. One of my favorite albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, finally got to see them like a couple months ago. 
All right, is it, a, is it is my turn? Yeah. yeah go, for it. go for it. Okay, so we won't, we already mentioned Def Evan, we already mentioned Sunbather, so that doesn't even count. We're not even gonna, okay. ta- we're not even gonna talk about that one. Um, oh gosh, the 2010s, this was such a good year. This is like, at least for me, where I see a lot of really cool fusions of stuff come out and like bands really come through as more, being more authentic in their artistic expression instead of being uh, encased in genre. So perfect example of that, 2010, um, the bodies, uh, all the waters of the earth turned to blood. It is a punishing, punishing, I guess, noise project, but I'd call it more metal. It's just droning, punishing. If you're looking for some really cool experimental stuff, I would absolutely check out the body. Um, Next up for me, I would probably, oh, this is the best of 2010s. We'll go with uh, that new Daughters record, Uh, You Won't Get What You Want. I don't, you know, there's a lot of hype around that record. I just, it's unbelievable. It is chaos in an album. Yes, but it's still catchy. I still want to listen to it. I was going to save it for whenever I, I mentioned it, but... When we saw them, you you were at that show, right? Oh, absolutely. I, if them. if you want it, I have a full uh, video of Ocean Song, uh, and uh, I, I, I I gotta say it's it's a, it's a pretty good recording. So if you want if you want to see it, oh, absolutely. That yes. that the, yeah. Shout out those guys. If you go see uh, Daughters Live, uh, prepare to both cry, angry mosh. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna get over some problems. Exactly. Yeah, We're, gonna... We cry in the pit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we <laughs> out here. Um, um, okay. So continuing on this list, though, um, be a shame if this list did not mention Bellwitch. Uh, shout out their 2015 mm-hmm. album for Phantoms. Um, I love what the band's doing now, but that uh, four-song album is maybe my favorite metal album of the decade. It is wow. so powerful and so emotional. Um, it's, you know, you got your 20 minute long songs, don't get me wrong, but uh, if you're willing for a different pace of emotion than in something a bit more shorter and long form, I'd highly recommend checking them out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at three right now, so we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and take a really unexpected pick. Um, a band called All Pigs Must Die, uh, the okay. 2017 right. album Hostage Animal is just barely metalcore. It is so thunderous. It's so loud and cavernous, but it is so groovy and emotional. I really recommend checking that album out. That album, super underhyped, absolutely. Um, And then the last one, to keep up the center vibe going on, uh, shout out to Bong Ripper, their 2010 album, Satan Worshipping Doom. It's just a classic. It's just so, so good. Um, Terminal, their 2018 album, was uh, one of my favorite albums to see performed live. Absolutely go check out that band if you can. Um, full Sinners, absolutely love them. Meaty Riffs. Mm-hmm. Love some Meaty Riffs. Right on. Big Meaty Riffs! <laughs> <laughs> so, if we're, uh, if we're talking about the best bands or best albums of the last decade, there, there's two that you have to bring up. And that's uh, Power Trips, Nightmare Logic. Mm-hmm. They are the kings of thrash right now. There's no one doing it better than they are. Uh, the riffs, they just kill. I mean, they're so fun to mosh to. I've seen them like three or four times. Really good time seeing those guys. 
So the other band that you have to bring up when you're talking about best metal of the decade, I know we said we wouldn't talk about them, but it's Death Heaven, and uh, my favorite album by Death Heaven, Ordinary Corrupt, Corrupt Human, Human Love. Love. You stole it. I, uh, <laughs> that is my favorite album of theirs. I like it more than uh, more than Sunbather, and it was one of my favorite albums of last year too. Maybe Tops. I don't know. Uh, you gotta also mention Sleep's Comeback yes. with uh, the Sciences. Yes. God's plan uh, that album did not suck. Huh? God's plan that album did not suck. Yeah. I was so worried. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. I was so worried. Yeah, it it was uh it was better than I expected it would be. I thought it'd be like um with a guitar. Yeah. But, it's, uh, <laughs> but it's more than that. It, it was good. Uh so that's that's three. Uh okay. Another one. This one is like debatably metal, debatably not. Uh, they, they get closer to that uh, progressive rock categorization every day. But it's uh, Elder. They're my, my favorite band right now. And their album, Lore, is like just a masterpiece. You can make me cry in the studio. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Reflections of the Filling World is my choice, but shout out Elder. The, those are both like such perfect albums that it's hard. To, and I'm waiting for them to release something that like lets me down and every time they release something new it's like I can't believe how good it is and they, you know they used to be like I guess progressive stoner metal but now they're just kind of like prog rock I guess you'd say it's I don't know if they're metal anymore but they but lore definitely packs the riffs it's yeah oh absolutely that album is super good it's a for me, I like their more recent stuff because it's more uh, Reflections of a Floating World, that album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit more, uh, it's a bit less predictable for me. It's not like a straight like progression into something and then fade away. It is a journey. It's an epic with every one of those songs. Um, yes. Yeah. Saw them in a basement in Edinburgh one time. And me and some guy from Glasgow just kept buying each other cider the entire night and <laughs> getting smashed to that band. That was the most peaceful uh, mosh pit I've ever been into. Just everyone grooving, picking each other up. Yes. Um, yeah. Shout, shout out Elder. Okay. Weirdest mosh pit I've been in is Neck Deep. Like, neck Deep. <laughs> <laughs> just one dude trying to like karate kick people. Like, dude, you're in a Neck Deep show. Yeah. Doing? There was a lot of moshing yeah. at Electric Wizard, too. And that, was, <laughs> that was kind of weird. And I don't, I don't really know... Who to pick for my my fifth best album of the decade? Uh, maybe Paul Bearer's Sorrow and Extinction. That's a really mm-hmm. good one. Uh, I, I might get made fun of for this, but I, I really liked Demi Borger's new record, Aeonian, too. There. Yeah. I like Demi Borger. I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah, pop off that, that Paul Bearer cover of that Typo Negative song, yes. Love You to Death. One of my fa- it may be my favorite metal cover or metal band covering a metal song oh my goodness that Mm -hmm. ep is so good Mm -hmm. i'm i'm actually gonna open my list with uh paul bear's foundations of burden uh not wait is that was that was that the one that that, that you chose no i said sorrow i said sorry okay 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 because uh i remember actually really getting into paul bear that was kind of a little bit of like what 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 Tom was like t- talking to me about, and like Tom's not like a huge you're not you're not you're not the biggest Paul Bearer fan, but you are a fan, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I think that for me it was kind of that like I don't know that almost like seventies like almost like 
very righteous sounding like vocals mm -hmm. that really drew me in because I felt like I was just like a Viking on top of like a, a like a D and D ship to like my own like paradise of whatever the <laughs> heck I want. Like yeah. you know, like metal really hit me in a in a, in a different way um, just because I was so late to it in the beginning. In the that first vocalist book. is great live too. If you ever see him, he's a beautiful singer. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I've missed him too many times for any type of like sincerity towards me because I I, I, <laughs> I should have I should have seen them a long time ago mm. but one band that I did get to see that makes it on my list is a uh, Dillinger escape plan oh I God. saw them in 2016 and that's whenever the whole the whole ship did a complete uh, what's what's the sailor term uh, uh, Kickflip 360 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not a lighthouse I still don't know yeah <laughs> not a big boat person <laughs> Did a kickflip, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, I, I, I saw them, and I just remember thinking to myself, like, I'm about to see The Descendants, but this matters more to me now than, it, than this genre ever has before. You know, because, like, especially with the band, like, Dillinger Escape Plan, you know, mm. I, I didn't really know many of their songs prior to going in and seeing them live, but after that album, or after that uh, show, like, I just went and, like, went down their discography and really really like settled in on it a, a band like Dillinger Escape Plan 2 one of the greatest things about them is that they live up to a live performance expectation of their music like mm -hmm. it is so good like I mean if, if y'all out there if y'all afraid to go to metal shows like I understand Black's really creepy but like you will not see better musicians perform out there like it is so cool to be able mm -hmm. to see people play music like Dillinger Escape Plan on time, correctly, well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So much respect. Yeah. And then maybe another one for me is going to be uh, Baroness Purple. Purple. Just because uh, that, that, that was the record actually that got me just into, I would say, more divergent voices or vocals, vocal leads in metal. Because you know they they, they they have a very burly vocalist maybe that's like the best way to describe it we're approaching that that butt rock butt metal sound but <laughs> absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> that toned groaning <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like it, that's, that's a good way to put it it does, it does broach on that butt rock butt metal that's a good way to describe it and then um, I know we weren't going to mention it <laughs> but uh, we're going to mention New Bermuda Okay. Uh, because uh, you guys named all the other good um, sunbathers. <laughs> no, uh, Death Heaven. Sorry. Um, is it Death Haven or is it Death Heaven? Death Heaven. I think it's Heaven, yeah. Yeah, it's Death so, Heaven. So, so it's like a Bernstein Bears kind of like Mandela. Some thing. Some <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Death Haven for the longest some people, time. Yeah, somebody pronounced it Death Haven to me the other day, and I'm just like, no, I don't think that's right. Wait, we got we to gotta clear this up, Kaylin, though. So is New Bermuda your favorite Death Heaven record? It's not, no. Oh. But I just felt like mentioning it because, I mean, I think it's really good, actually. I do think that, you know, how Deaf Heaven always in, in incorporates their own sorts of uh, down-tempo, um, more just, like, melodic, dreamy, mm, dreamy yeah. parts. I feel like of, what is it? Is it three albums that they have? Four. Is it four? I think it's four. Yeah, yeah, because they, they had the first one. Right. Yeah. I I never listened to their debut, but of the three that I've heard, which is Sunbather, New Bermuda, and the last one, I really like the kind of like dreamy instrumental breakdowns on New Bermuda. That that they just stand out to me. But mm 
Yeah, no, it's it's hard to ignore what that album did with space compared to the other albums. Mm-hmm. We're like nothing nothing against Sunbather. Nothing against Sunbather here. But some of those like I think it's like not irresistible, but it's one of those ones where towards the end of it it's just this like whiny grinding sound where it's like a build up and it kind of just goes to a fadeaway. And I don't know. There's there's moments where there's success and failure in those, whereas New Bermuda Oh my gosh, all of the sound clips, all of the sound excerpts, all of like the post twinkly, I don't know, the little rock shit in there or stuff, you know, it's great. I I really respect the album for that. Yeah, same here. And uh, yeah, I was trying to think of, <laughs> just gonna take off these glasses. <laughs> I don't even need them. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, I think that's where I'm gonna end my list because I'm not gonna try to force another one in there. But like I told you all before, metal is, one of my weaker genres, um, as far as things to know, I uh, sympathize with Jackson on that. But yeah, now now it's time for our for our free for all, where we just kind of we just kind of like keep talking about that uh, 2010s uh, metal. We just kind of keep 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 it going. What what, yeah. what are some honorable mentions? Do you guys want to? So something that we I mean I'm gonna say because you know what it's it's time to put some voice out here. Um, there are not many women and LGBTQ voices mm. in metal. And that yes. is something that's like a really yeah. big thing that like, you know, some metal fans will give the excuse for or whatever, but no, it's something that needs to be talked about and addressed. Um, there are albums specifically by uh, women and LGBTQ people that like need to be talked about. Um, I'm going to just immediately go ahead and plug them in here. Shout out Vile Creature, uh, shout out Body Void, and shout out Sunrot. All of these are really solid sludge metal bands that do really mm. good with a progressive kind of build-up chuggy-wuggy sound. Um, they all have their unique takes, and they're all queer in their own way. Um, but I absolutely love those bands. Please go check them out. Um, that's uh, Vile Creature, Body Void, and Sun Rot. Excellent. And uh, Windhand is worth mentioning for, like, metal bands that have women in them. Windhand is a really good one. And uh, there's another one. I got a CD from them in Vegas. They're called Whorehound. And they just released some new music, like, yesterday. And it's, it's mm. some pretty good doom metal. Yeah. Nice. I mean, one of the more recent one is uh, Ginger. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Tatiana is a, a great, you know, leader of a band they got good riffs they got good vocals mm-hmm. yeah they put on a good show mm-hmm. um, so. yeah I, I mean some of the most like at least for me some of the most defining sounds in metal have been by women I mean shout out Chelsea Wolf. holy oh, yeah. how yeah. have we not yeah. talked about, not talk Chelsea about Chelsea Wolf? Wolf yet. oh my yeah. goodness right like I mean we can talk about genre stuff but Christina Sfondiari in King Woman <clears throat> oh my gosh her Doubt EP like defined metal for me for a very long time um, we, I mentioned this name earlier, but Kristen Slater and Lingua Ignota, another experimental artist that has really, I mean, signed a profound lore and took over metal for a little bit there in the news cycle. Royal Thunder, they're kind of they're kind of grunge meets stoner rock. I don't know if they're really metal, but they've got a female vocalist that's very talented. She actually did a cover of. Uh, Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball, and it was, you know, not a fan of Miley Cyrus, but that was a, an impressive cover. She did it on a, that metal show, uh, Two Minutes to Late Night. Uh, if you've ever heard of that, it's like a like a metal mm-hmm. late night. I've heard of that show. metal show, but mm-hmm. not, not the other one. Yeah, they they have like Mutoid Man performs oh. covers on there all the time. Did you all uh, happen to see that uh, 
and I only think this is related to metal because of her scream. But uh, Carol Carol Benito's cover of um, I've Seen Footage. <laughs> no. no. By Death Grips. <laughs> Ooh, I gotta hear that now. Yeah. <laughs> no, she actually does a very impressive like metal scream like for her for her genre and her normal yeah. range. Like yeah. I was I was pretty impressed, but mm. that's just a side tangent. <laughs> oh. Oh, so okay. Favorite scream of the decade, maybe. Ooh, okay, yeah. this is this is gonna be a big one here. I'm not, you know, I don't. Decade. Yeah, that's a that's a huge one. Uh, shout out Oathbreaker. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, their album, 2016 album, Rhea, Second Son of R. That last scream into the final like opening of that song or the final end of that song, by far the best scream of the decade. At me, call this fucking or this uh, radio station because <laughs> there is not a better one out there. There's not. We're we're sofa king out, out here. We're selling we're, we're, we're selling sofas. Yeah, Abs- absolutely <laughs> love sofas. Oh, oh, but back to metalcore though. Okay, so if we're gonna be talking about albums that need to be uh, incorporated on this de- uh, this uh, this list, especially for bringing up Dillinger Escape Plan, we got to bring up some huge metalcore acts that brought uh, the heat in the 2010s. we got to bring up, uh, I mean, people may uh, talk smack on me for saying this, but Zao's The Well-Intentioned Virus, yes. that album, oh my gosh, I could go on that for a very long time. I've, okay, I've, can we stop there for a second? Because mm-hmm. I've heard that album before. I've heard that title come up a lot. What uh, like like what's it what's it about basically? Yeah, so Zao is a metalcore band. They used to be they used to got really big because they were I mean not because of this but they were a Christian metalcore band back in the nineties. Okay, um, interesting. Shout out the Funeral of God, their yes. two thousand four record, best record they got by far. Um, they started going more and more into it, like a metal sound in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, the Well Intentioned Virus is towards the end of it. It's the last full length that they dropped, and it really does feel a bit more dad rocky in the riffs but at least those riffs hit and they chug oh my gosh i yeah really respect this and the title track a well-intentioned virus is uh my favorite uh track from the song or from the album too nice thank you for explaining that absolutely absolutely. we're talking about metalcore we can't not mention unearth like one of the Mm. original like metalcore like the sort of like Northeast, like Boston, New York, sort of like scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they have two albums in this decade: twenty fourteen, Watchers of Rule, and the new one in twenty eighteen, Extinctions. Um, I mean, the new one is got produced by Will Putney, which is one of the most prolific like metal producer. Like, he's the main writer in Fit on Autopsy. Like, Fit is his band, mm. but yeah. he also like he has a lot of producing credit, and he produced the the latest Unearth album, and you can definitely tell it's like it's it's Will. <laughs> Clarifying, yes. you said Unearth? Yeah, Unearth. Okay, okay. Yeah. Unearth. Yeah. Um, I thought you said a different band, uh, Under Oath. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> for, yeah, I was about to say, that's a that's a whole different story there. They came out with two notable records in uh, this decade. Uh, Disambiguation, Hot Take, my favorite uh, uh, Under Oath record, but... Um, yeah, absolutely. Can you even call Under Oath metalcore? I always think of them as, like, post-hardcore, and they're, like, the more... You know what? Heavier post-hardcore. Yeah, with, uh, <laughs> sleeping with sirens metal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd like, I'm gonna give it to him. I'm gonna give. We're if we're if we're being lenient this time around, we can we can have the fans come at us. But okay, um, somebody just uh, sent in a uh, comment for the show that we 
We completely forgot to even mention Boris when we were talking about women in metal. Oh, oh yeah. Shout out Wada. Shout out yes. literally my Sh- favorite band of all time. Shout, shout out uh, <laughs> Wada going to Bucky's in a text. <laughs> <laughs> so, was that a comment from Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a huge Boris fan. Uh, I've seen him twice, and they uh, they always put on an amazing show. And, uh, yeah, Wada's great. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely a, a pioneer in just that kind of experimental rock sound in general. The problem with that band in this decade is exactly that. They, they've definitely released stuff, but it's never been as groundbreaking as some of their earlier stuff. It's not, yeah. it's not Pink. It's not Smile. It's mm-hmm. not Floods. It's not, you know, like, it's great music, don't get me wrong, but it's not, it doesn't live up to their classics. Lo- Shout right. out Love and Evil, though. That album is truly a return to form, much more experimental than the last one. What year was that? One. Do you remember? Uh, so Love and Evil was 2019. They dropped that this year. Okay. And then Deer was 2017. And okay, I haven't, I haven't listened to Love and Evil yet. That's what I was asking, because I was like, is that like early 2010s or new 2010s? So yeah, no, they came out oh, a couple months ago, I think. Okay. Yeah, absolutely worth checking out. Okay, cool. Good to, good to know. Especially if you're a fan of earlier Boris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what's, that, what's that one with the frog on it? Uh, you're probably thinking of Amplifier Worship. It's got yeah. a lot of different covers. That band is yeah. like so hard to talk about because there's so many different releases, uh-huh. and they release the same record multiple times with different <laughs> names and different covers. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the one with the frog, though, you're talking about was the American release of that album. Uh, but I, I could you. be wrong, now. Gotcha. Okay. One band that uh, is maybe being overlooked, some some really good metal from this decade is the uh, the Alex Jones Prison Planet. Have you guys heard about that? What? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I'm already into it. It's, uh, <laughs> so it's sound clips. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of this, Kalen? It's, it's no. sound bites of Alex Jones on it from oh you know, Infowars. Oh wait, no, I know. <laughs> about. I know, because no, no. uh, yeah, it's sound bites of him over like death metal I'm instrumentals. Into this. I saw it, I saw this on uh, Pat, uh, Patrician music chart posting. I think. Yeah, I mean it's chilling. Like that's like the perfect use for his sound bites. Is just throwing them over some death metal. It's like very apocalyptic, very uh, ominous. Stuff and I mean the, in- the instrumental smack like great breakdowns, great riffs. Uh, I I enjoy it like unironically like not even just for the laughs like it's actually good music to uh, to put on every now and then. They've got I think two or three EPs, but their last one is called like Abort Planet Earth, and uh, that's their best one. Or no no it's us. Uh, I think it's called like super galactic heavy stuff, or I don't know, something like that. Just look up Alex Jones Prison Planet, and it's a, it's a pretty good metal band. <laughs> I I will never get over that tagline Prison Planet at the at the end there. It's it's just, <laughs> it's just a really good accent there. <laughs> could I uh, could I plug some OKC bands? That released stuff uh, yes. fairly recently. And they're still absolutely. active. Absolutely, that sounds yeah. like a great idea. Absolutely. So at least two two bands from Oklahoma City that I'm definitely gonna have to rep. Shout out Chat Pile. Uh, they just dropped a EP called This Dungeon Earth. Um, some of my favorite music to come out of Oklahoma. It's a band 
concept about uh, I think it's Pitcher, Oklahoma, where the uh, radiation, right. the lead mining happened, mm-hmm. and chat piles is a reference to the piles of uh, irradiated or contaminated waste that would just be around town. Um, guys, uh, Randy and uh, oh my gosh, I'm not going to remember everyone's name, but that please go support that band. And then the other one is uh, the Tooth. Uh, also known as Sabretooth. They are a, a metalcore band here in town. Um, yeah, I'm honestly surprised that band exists in Oklahoma. I just like can't get over how good and consistent they're writing stuff, how much they live up to bands that they wear on their sleeves and their influences like Cursed, Converge. Um, yeah, please go check out that band, The Tooth. Where, okay. where do they normally play at? Uh, the Tooth, well, they play uh, OKC in Tulsa a bunch. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, 89th Street, shout out 89th yeah. Street. Uh, you'll see him play That's there. Um, the Vanguard up in Tulsa, they just played Murder Fest up there, I think. But I don't actually know for sure. I'm out of the hardcore scene in Oklahoma. Um, mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. we've got to shout out 89th Street Collective, formerly oh, yeah. the Conservatory. Mm. I mean, that's that's the best venue in the state. Uh, when it was the Conservatory. They gave me a heart. Yeah. On, my, on my comment. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of like a haven for thrash and hardcore. And now, since it's changed from conservatory to 89th Street, they have like the best stoner metal acts, the best doom metal, sludge metal acts. I mean, most of the bands that I want to see end up playing at 89th Street if they come to Oklahoma at all. Yeah, even that uh, fake black flag that's coming in January. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the fake black flag? I think it is. Isn't well, it's, it? it's the real black. Flag. Oh, it's the real it black just, it flag. But Henry Rollins. Yeah. yeah. This is Batushka, Batushka stuff all over again, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. It's it's one. Yeah. With, yeah. If we're gonna talk about local bands, uh, Crowbone is a really good one. They're like uh, kind of like groove metal, I guess you could say. Uh, they're good. Shame and nothing. They do like old school, kind of eighties thrash metal. They. Uh, they're a bunch of old dudes. They used to play in Texas back in the 80s, you know, under different names, but uh, they're good. Uh, let me think. Red Witch Johnny is another good one. Red Witch Johnny? I never heard of oh, Yeah, they're, uh, they're like stoner rock. They're from Stillwater, I think. Okay. Yeah, but they just put out a new album in September. Oh, that's yeah. pretty good. Oh, almost forgot. Shout out Masterhand. Yeah, yeah, Masterhand. Oh, my gosh. They opened for some band at the Opolis like six months ago or something, and I completely forgot about that band and saw them take stage, and oh, my gosh, they killed it. Oh, Speaking of King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard kind of stuff, oh, man, that is some noodly, jammy, heavy stuff. I'm really glad you brought Masterhand, too, because I forgot, uh, and no reason to forget about them because, like, how could you? But, like, just, like, there's so many names. Masterhand, if you're in Norman or if you're in OKC or if you're in Tulsa like you gotta see him if you're in Oklahoma oh absolutely absolutely excellent is this the oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about this is kind of like our little outro uh, but we're gonna talk about some things that are coming up Um, I guess we could just kind of go down the list because I know that there's a few things I don't know um, if if, if Cody has anything but um, we uh, me and Koi are gonna be performing a show this Friday Oh yeah, second win. Yeah, um, we're opening for what was it, the Long Con? The Long Con. Yeah, it's actually their first. So it's our it's our last show, but it's their first show. <laughs> 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 Gotta love it. Yeah, 
But uh, yeah, we're gonna be playing some some great hits. Uh, I'm jamming some uh, nostalgic pop punk. Yeah, Koi put together song. an excellent set list for this. If you're if you're into some nostalgic pop punk yeah. core, then you're you're missing out if you're not here at the show. It's a song from one band that just got reunited. That's not My Chemical Romance. Rage Against the Machine. That one. I wasn't gonna say it. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you'll have to you'll have to just. Stay tuned. Yeah, find out on Friday. And then uh, I know I know Tom has a regular event that's happening every week. Oh that yeah. They would like to talk about. Absolutely. So at Leaf and Bean in Oklahoma City, three two one North Oklahoma Avenue. Uh, no, every Wednesday night um, from seven to nine, we open up the shop and do an art night there. Um, mostly focused on visual and written art, things that you can work on there at the space, but. It's just a space to let people who don't normally have creative time in their lives come socialize, hang out, and uh, make some art with friendly people. Yeah, and like all the all the things that I've seen uh, Tom create from this uh, collage style that that you do, it's one of my favorite art forms, and I think that it's like super underrated, and it's also something that's like a really cool way of like introducing other people who um, maybe like, just like you said didn't have don't have time uh, to create art in their normal. Uh, daily lives and free time. It's a really great outlet, and I just go, I have to give a shout out to your artwork. I've seen a lot of really cool things that you put together on Instagram that I love. Oh, thank I love you. Seeing. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those where like I think doing art. I think uh, people don't think of it, but need to think of it as something that you build as a habit, something that you build into your free time. Mm-hmm. It's taxing at first, but oh, it's so rewarding at the end. I just yeah, it's it's my main outlet for a lot of things, but. Yeah, thank you again. I appreciate that. Yeah. And so this one is uh, it's kind of far off, and I'm not 100% sure it's even happening. But so this March, or last March, we put on the first ever Norman Psych Fest. And it's, you know, like a collection of psychedelic rock, stoner rock kind of bands. And we had it at, over at the Resonator. And it was we were pretty happy with the turnout. It was pretty successful, but we want an even bigger turnout next year if it happens. We, we've been talking about moving it up to OKC. Maybe it stays in Norman, maybe it moves up to OKC, but we are planning on putting it on again, so be on the lookout next spring, spring 2020, for the second rendition of Norman Psych Fest. Mm-hmm. Last year we had uh, a lot of bands from Oklahoma play. We had Masterhand, we had Crowbone. I, Master Hand might have dropped. I can't remember. But we had uh, Dire Gnome. They're another good local band. And we had some bands from uh, Wichita and from Austin, Texas. We had Greenbeard come up. We had uh, a couple other bands from Austin. So we're hoping to expand next year and get some more bands, uh, more visual artists, stuff like that. So be on the lookout. We'll be posting on Facebook sometime early 2020. We'll be looking for artist applications. And, uh, yeah, just keep it somewhere in the back of your mind. Norman Psych Fest. It should be happening again. Absolutely. Norman, Norman Psych Fest. Norman Psych Fest. I'm psyched. No, actually, I was really bummed last year because I didn't get to go because I had work. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to because I know that you guys chose a really good time of year to do it as well because it was just a little bit before Norman Music Fest, right? So it's yeah. kind of like a... It was kind of like cool because it generated that hype, and I've I've been noticing just like talking about like local scene stuff. Like I've been seeing so much like cool things happening just um, between the norm of what we see here in Oklahoma. You know, like with you know Jazz in June or Norman Music mm-hmm. Festival. 
I'm starting to see more and more of these uh, smaller festivals that are growing by the years, like um, like Opolis, like Summer Days that happens like in August, mm-hmm. and uh, like you like you're talking about doing Norman Psych Fest uh, 2.0. I, I I just see a lot of great growth in this community right now. Yes, that I haven't seen in my entire life growing up here, and it's just like, wow, like Oklahoma's music scene. It's actually kind of evolving. What? C- kind of, sort of, yeah. I so there's a, there's a lot of sense in which you can see the growth very tangibly with a lot of these things. But I think something about Oklahoma that a lot of people who've lived here for a minute or the ones that have been dedicated to music or maybe would roll their eyes at that is that I mean, shout out everything is not okay. Shout out Ross who organizes it. Like yes, there are Andy there are musicians here in town that do do good stuff. It's it's a matter of going yeah. to places like. Uh, the Blue Door or um, the Blue Note or 89th Street or the Resonator mm-hmm, or yeah. the Opolis or some of these smaller venues, there are, I at least I see, good music organizations and even, like, sometimes some good small festivals, too. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, like, shout out, like, here in Norman, like, um, Andy from Opolis, like, he's done yeah. so much to bring some of my greatest and, like, most favorite acts in. Shout out to, like, OK Sessions for just, like, being, like, the welcoming like open like ball of warmth to the community here because i feel like they have a super good model of like inviting everyone anyone and everyone into the music scene it's kind of just like this you know good invitation for motivating people to to do something because the more people that we have ultimately i feel like the better off our scene becomes you know Yeah. yeah so that's that's cool yeah, it's not punk to hate. Okay, we're all we're all loving here. Yes, love, love and screams of metal doom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> loving through screaming. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, thank you all so much for coming on the show tonight. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I know we didn't get through a full two hours, but honestly, if we were here till ten, you would all hate me a lot. Like. I don't know. You're trapped in uh, here with me right yeah. now. Oh no! <laughs> the, hate, the hate's already coming on. Except we're all we're all about love. We're all about love. But uh, yeah, uh, we're actually gonna cut it because I know that we talked about a lot of great uh, metal tonight. And if there's any last words that you guys would like to say, mm. live long and prosper. Band of the decade, Elder. Go check them out. That's a hot take. Go support music. Go see music live. Go give your money to artists. Don't just stream. Go support your artists. Go buy merch. Absolutely. Buy physical CDs. Go get, get, get a merch champ, merch champ, merch champ, merch champ, merch, 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 mer